Are you ready for God's word? Tell somebody I'm ready. I'm concluding my series on angelic visitation. This is part three of angelic visitation or visitations and our theme for today in our Christmas service is God with us. God with us. In part one of angelic visitations, we themed that your prayer is heard and looked at the angel Gabriel's visit to Zacharias and his wife Elizabeth, faithful, God-fearing couple in their old age and the birth of John. Last week, we moved to the second theme, there shall be a performance where the angel Gabriel visited the Virgin Mary to announce the conception and the birth of Christ. Today, we take another look at a significant angelic visitation that is often ignored, but which is very critical relating to the birth of Christ, and that is the visit to Joseph and its lessons for us. Let's go to Matthew chapter 1, verse 18 to verse 25. Matthew chapter 1, verse 18 to verse 25. Matthew chapter 1, verse 18 to verse 25. It says, Now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. After his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not wanting to make her a public example, was minded to put her away secretly. But while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you Mary, your wife. For that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. And she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. So all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, verse 23, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated, let's say it together, God with us. Then Joseph, being aroused from his sleep, did as the angel of the Lord commanded him and took to him his wife and did not know her till she had brought forth her firstborn son. And he called his name Jesus. May the Lord bless his word. Amen. So we left off last week for the benefit of those who are joining us today. With Mary rushing off to visit her cousin Elizabeth after the angel's visit to notify her of the incredible things the angel had told her. So imagine that your best friend, your cousin, you go to see her and say, Charlie, breaking news. And you arrive there and before you tell her what you are coming to tell her, 
Elizabeth sees highly favored one and she says hold on there's no Instagram there's no Facebook there's no WhatsApp how did you know then she says how did the mother of my Lord come and visit me she says hey you have more filler than I thought you are calling me the mother of your Lord how do you even know that I'm expecting then Elizabeth says the moment I saw you the baby in my womb jumped up for joy here are two women with two different experiences triggered by an angelic visit one has had experience in life but the experience has not been good she's called old she's called barren she's deemed to be a hopeless case too late one is called young inexperienced and they are comparing notes and the common thing is that God is weaving a story together so Elizabeth says to her the baby in my womb leapt for joy when I heard you sometimes God is doing something very big in your life but nobody knows you sense that the thing is big you feel that the thing is big you know that the thing is big but everyone else sees you as the ordinary person that they know and you wish they knew what God is telling you or signaling in your heart but thank God for Elizabeth thank God for that friend that loved one that sees you and everyone else is seeing your limitations but that person is seeing the glory that is ahead of you may God surround you with good people people who see you not based on your present but on the future that God is building in your life because sometimes your present does not really reflect your future so if somebody were to judge you by your present they'll see you as something very small something very insignificant but there is greatness inside you and it takes special people to see you and say ah, Akosuya, the thing that God is about to do it is powerful it is big it is beautiful it is glorious may God surround you with some Elizabeth who spots you and immediately says something has changed the last time I saw you you were different today you are at another level you haven't spoken but they know may God give you such people so Mary stays with Elizabeth for three more months Elizabeth was six months pregnant so around the time of birth Mary goes back to her house at Nazareth in Galilee and the moment she lands the news begins to trend Charlie hey Mary is pregnant the moment she lands the information mill is triggered and Joseph hears it and says don't tell me now let me let you understand Joseph's dilemma Bible says as he pondered over these things what were the things Joseph was pondering over so when they say Mary was betrothed to Joseph it is a, a kind of expression of the word engaged and as was rightly indicated before they had known each other that's an idea about God's expectation before they had known each other somebody say before so Mary 
was engaged to Joseph. And in the Jewish system, there will be an indication of interest. Then there's the betrothal. And then for a year, Mary is being prepared by her family to get married to Joseph. During that time, she's strictly forbidden from having any intimate relationship with Joseph. And during that time, she can't even talk to any man without Joseph's permission. So even the angel was encroaching. She can't talk to any man. That was the rule. So here is this Mary being prepared and the family's pride is on the day of the marriage, they present her chaste, a virgin. Then she gets married and that is the crowning moment. So if Mary was pregnant before they came together, Joseph could not marry her. And that was his dilemma. He knew Mary and didn't believe that she could get pregnant outside him. He also could not wrap his mind around the fact that what he was required to do was to go and report to the rabbis. And the rabbis in those times will pull Mary out of the city and stone her to death. So here was Joseph thinking through all these things. He goes to bed confused, restless, angry, asking questions. And that is the point where the angel came. May the Lord send his angel to speak into somebody's situation in this season. For somebody asking questions about something that a bro may the Lord send his angel to speak to you. So what are the key lessons from the angel's message? The first one is God is up to something. Somebody say it with me. You know, I, you know everybody knows I like the reggae song, God is working, he's up to something. Everybody knows because when they sing it, I'll stand up and dance. A song by Akese Brimpong, God is working, he's up to something. So the first lesson from the angel is that God is up to something. So God created man and put him in the garden for communion and for the establishment of his purpose. And man sinned against God and God had to, in accordance with his word, banish man from the garden because man deserved to die. But even at that point, in Genesis 3, 15, Bible says the seed of the woman shall bruise the head of the serpent. One day, the seed of the woman shall crush the head of the serpent. So that prophecy was there. And all throughout history, God's plan was being systematically unveiled. So all through Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, all through Moses, Joshua, God was systematically working out his purposes. It was now finally time for that prophecy of the seed of the woman crushing the head of the serpent to manifest. Inside that story were different players, different characters, 
there were the prophets who had prophesied that Christ would be born. Some of them hundreds of years earlier with very accurate description of what would happen. There was Simeon and Anna who refused to die until Christ was born. And after he was born, they said, now we can die. There was Zacharias and Elizabeth who had to have a pension baby because John could not have been born earlier because he was a forerunner for Jesus. Inside that same story was a virgin who was wondering what was happening to her world. Then her husband-to-be or her fiancé was even more confused. In all this, there will come Herod, then the shepherds, and the wise men. What does it say? Your story or your life may look like an isolated, simple, individual life. But in your story are different people, different occurrences, all coming together to fulfill a purpose of God. This morning, I want to tell somebody that even those things that you saw as setbacks in your childhood, somebody who betrayed you, somebody who threw you out, it had to happen because of the great things God wanted to do with your life. If it didn't happen, you won't be great. When you understand that God is up to something, you don't hold grudges. You don't get angry about certain things. You understand that inside there, God is working out some purpose. Somebody say God is up to something. Number two, God has chosen us for his purposes. Mary was not randomly chosen. It wasn't a lottery or a wow moment. It wasn't like the time he got there, no, then they said, okay, it's time for Christ to be born, so let's just do a raffle. Then anyone who comes out, any woman who comes out, then does it. She was chosen before the foundations of the world. In Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 5, the Bible makes us understand that we may be walking today in 2023, but the purpose or assignment you are fulfilling was determined before the foundations of the earth. So God said to Jeremiah, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Somebody say, I knew you. One more time, I knew you. Before you were born, whatever time you were born, whether it is 20 years ago, 30 years ago, 40 years ago, or at the back there, 80 years ago, before you were born, I sanctified you. That means I set you apart. Grandma, he set you apart before you were born. And then he says, I ordained you. I put my hand on you. I put my grace on you to accomplish a certain purpose. For Jeremiah, that purpose was being a prophet to the nations. That may not be your purpose, but inherent in this scripture is a reminder that before you even were born or your father met your mother and proposed to her, God knew you, sanctified you, and ordained you. Tell somebody he knew me. He sanctified me and ordained me. Tell the person, take me very serious. Because he knew me 
he sanctified me and he ordained me tell the person shake my hand i'm a very important person known sanctified and ordained let the person greet you with respect one more time tell the person greet me tell the person wish me merry christmas because god knows me charlie if you know that god knows you by name put your hands together somebody may not like you but god knows you i said god knows you the angel confirmed the assignment for joseph you know every one of us has an assignment in a particular place for a particular purpose so the angel said to joseph in matthew 1 22 and 23 which you read he says all these things that are disrupting your life are not just happenstance they are happening to fulfill what was spoken by the lord through the prophet saying behold the virgin shall be with child and bear a son and they shall call his name emmanuel which means god with us the angel was quoting a prophecy 740 years earlier in isaiah 714 that was when the prophecy was made something happening to you today was prophesied by somebody you never met hundreds of years ago if you have been in spiritual meetings and settings sometimes a prophecy is made and you don't even understand what is being said because it is for the future for somebody you don't know somebody you may never see or meet something happening to you today was prophesied years ago you are a career of destiny choosing to see yourself as an ordinary person you are living out a destiny and a prophecy declared several years ago something you even see as that dark spot in your life that moment of denial or betrayal was itself also part of the story to fulfill a certain purpose so somebody is living all their life saying and this person let me down and this person didn't try for me and this person didn't send me to university and this person refused to sign my scholarship form and that is your story 12 years ago you were telling that story and today 12 years later still when they ask you to tell the story of your life you remember that uncle that helped all the children when you got to your turn they said the money was finished and you have chosen to let that be your trademark i came from god with a scripture for you romans chapter 8 verse 28 says that and we know we are not guessing we are not trying to console ourselves bible says and we know emphatically tell somebody we know and we know that all things work together for good to them that love god and to them that are the called according to his purpose charlie if you love god things are working together for your good i said if you love god things are working they are working together for your good in the daytime they are working 
In the night time, they are working. Even when you sleep, they are working. Joseph was sleeping and the angel was at work. You can be asleep, but God is up to something. God has called you for a purpose. And that purpose will stand. I said that purpose will stand. All things work together for good. To those who love God. And the second part says to those who are the called according to his purpose. The good news, my friends, is that we are not living to fulfill our own purpose. If you were given a graph sheet to design your life, you will plot linear from A to B, from B to C, from C to D, then D to E, just like that. Ah, uh, then you get to Z, then you clap, you say, I've done well, shame on you. You have done well how? That is why the graph sheet will never be given to you. If God gave you a graph sheet to design your life, you will mess it up. Because you will design it with the thinking of man. But God is up to something. And he has called you to a purpose. Joseph, it had to be Joseph. Imagine if Mary's fiancé were some temperamental, no-nonsense guy who wasn't compassionate, prayerful, and thoughtful. Before the angel will get there, the guy has caused trouble. Some of you, when something happens, before, within two minutes, it's on Facebook, you are shouting. It's not everything that you rush to publicize. There are things you must calmly and prayerfully contemplate because what looks like danger or trouble is a blessing coming to you. Bible says Joseph pondered over these things and as he was prayerfully thinking it through God came through and brought him direction he says don't be afraid to take your wife that is your wife that is your destiny what she's carrying is of the Holy Spirit the final lesson is Joseph's mandate so here you are God has visited you and given you an instruction and what was Joseph's instruction Number one, accept the reality. Accept what God is doing in your family. Accept that this is not just something that has disrupted you, but a fulfillment of a divine purpose. The angel said, Joseph, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife. That is the plan. Just go ahead with what you have planned. She has not been unfaithful as you feared. This is not the work of man. It is the work of God. It's a fulfillment of a prophecy for the whole of humanity. In fact, it's even bigger than you, Joseph. Some of the things God will do in your life, eh, they are bigger than you. Far bigger than you. It's far bigger than your daily bread. Far bigger than your small calculations about your rent. No, 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 no. It's, it's about the destiny of humanity. I don't know about you, but if you live your life just for what you will sleep, eat, and drink, then your life is very limited. Somebody here must understand that what God is doing with your life will affect many people, some of whom have not even been born. That, my friends, is your destiny. Accept the reality that this one is bigger than you. Number two, get involved get involved he said joseph don't just accept the reality cross your leg and stay back 
This child shall be called Jesus. So name him Jesus when he is born. Because the reason he is being born is that he is the savior of the world. He will save his people from their sins. What was the angel saying? Get involved in the details of making this prophecy come to pass. Sometimes something big is happening. But you did not start it. But you are invited to be part of it. Somebody builds a big business and invites you to be a manager or a part of the process. When you get that opportunity, you may not have initiated it. You may not be the main player, but make a big contribution. He said, Joseph, see beyond yourself. See the dealings of God and get fully immersed in what God is doing. Mary had already been told that the name of the child was Jesus. But Joseph had to be told so the parents would come together and give that child a name. In the course of your life, if God gives you an opportunity to be part of something big, that you are not the creator or the main player, don't turn your back. Do it with all your heart and posterity will remember you for your contribution. Hallelujah. Finally, recognize the hand of God. The angel said, Joseph, this whole thing is a fulfillment of prophecy and this child is a product of the Holy Spirit. Earlier on, he said, the Spirit of God will come upon you and the power of the highest will overshadow you. This thing that you are seeing is not the work of man, it is the work of the Holy Spirit. In the hymn, O Little Town of Bethlehem, written by Louis Redner and Ralph Von Williams, I like the last two lines. It says, the hopes and fears of all the years are met in thee tonight. How many of you know that Christmas carol? Ah, you don't know Christmas carols. Old little town of Bethlehem. He says, the hopes and the fears of all the years are met in thee tonight. What was the angel saying? And what is the songwriter saying? That this thing, it began in the garden of Eden. And throughout the years, they are saying, will the Messiah come? Will the Messiah not come? What will it be like? Will he fight the Romans? There's a lot of hope around this. A lot of fear also around this. And it's not a today matter. It has been coming through the years. But finally, that prophecy is about to happen in your home. Something God will do in your life in this season will be a fulfillment of prophecy made before you were born. That's why I love Christmas. It's a reminder that our lives are not our own. But we are inside a jigsaw puzzle. A bringing together of many things to fulfill a purpose. I don't know how many of you like jigsaw puzzle. Sometimes there are little, little pieces of the puzzle. And the, the, you, you take one and it doesn't make sense. One piece looks like a year. 
standing alone, you say, what year two is this? Is it a rabbit's year or, or a jackal's year? The peace does not make sense. Listen, as long as you see your life in pieces, your life will not make sense. And you can even fight God's purpose. But when you put one piece against another and against another, then you see a leg. Then you add one more piece and one more piece and you see a hip. And you add one more piece and one more piece and you see a hand. And as the pieces begin to come together, you begin to see something beautiful. May somebody in this Christmas season who has only seen the pieces of your life and wondered whether something beautiful will come out of it, may the pieces begin to come together and may you see the beauty of what God is doing with your life. I pray that in this season, God will show you the bigger picture of what he's building with your life. Church, God is up to something. And may this Christmas be the time when your eyes are opened by angelic visitation to realize how beautiful, how wonderful, how magnificent, how exquisite your life is. Let me close with an announcement. To somebody who feels that you are old and your time has passed, this three-part series is a reminder that God is never too late. And God can visit somebody whose case is supposedly hopeless and bring life to that situation once again. For somebody who has tried and tried and tried and had a bad experience, may their visit to Zacharias and Elizabeth remind you that you may be old and have had bad experiences, but in one day, in one day, by one angelic visitation, God can turn your situation around. For somebody who is saying, I am too young, I am too inexperienced, my pedigree is not good. When they mention my hometown, Nazareth, a small town with about 20 houses, what can God do with my hometown? It doesn't matter whether your hometown is not on the Ghana map. I came with an announcement that somebody here who sees yourself as too small, too insignificant, too inexperienced, and your family name is not even nice. Not enough education. I came to say that even you, God has a plan for you. And like Mary, God will take the little you have and do something powerful with your life. And from the third visitation to Joseph, I came to remind somebody that the thing God is doing, it may not even have revolved around you in the beginning. It may have started with somebody else. It may be somebody else's project, but God is able to draft you in and give you an inheritance in it and posterity will speak kindly about you because you found your destiny and live it out to the glory of God. Merry Christmas to you and may this Christmas be the time when you feel and experience the visit of angels from God sent to declare God's purpose for your life in Jesus' name. Amen.